Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Later this hour, we will send someone and a friend to Charlotte Motor Speedway next weekend. More free tickets. Later this hour, we will announce another finalist in our annual Reed's Jewelers Mother's Day contest. That means a $100 Reed's Jewelers gift card, and you qualify for that $1,800 Forever Mark Diamond round pendant. Wouldn't that be nice to give mom on May 13th on Mother's Day? Our next guest is connected in some way to all of the patriarchs of ACC basketball. It's incredible. Today, we're honoring the late, great Vic Bubis, former Duke head basketball coach. He died yesterday at the age of 91. For those who don't know, the only coaches with more ACC basketball titles than Vic Bubis, who died yesterday, how about Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and Dean Smith of North Carolina? Vic Bubis' name is, was third, or is still third on that list. Our next guest played for ACC Patriarch Everett Case at NC State. He was an assistant coach to ACC Patriarch Vic Bubis for the Duke Blue Devils. He coached against that Dean Smith guy in Chapel Hill. He went against that Bones McKinney guy at Wake Forest, and he helped Vic Bubis build his Duke dynasty. That's a lot of connections, Bucky Waters, friend of the David Glenn Show. Welcome back, Coach. How are you? I'm fine, DG. Thanks for having me. It's a, kind of a bittersweet time uh, with Dick Bubis, but then again, he was 91, and uh, he had a great, great run. It's. I looked this up, Coach. There are only 20 men ever who went to the Final Four more often than Vic Bubis did, taking those Blue Devils three times in the 1960s with teams that you helped him build as one of his right-hand men on his coaching staff. And there are only Coach K and Dean Smith with more ACC titles. How, before we even ask you about Coach Bubis as a person, you know, how do you put his career in perspective? Because that's some pretty good company, Dean Smith and Mike Krzyzewski. It's extraordinary. The the great difference is Vic only coached for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the great decisions in the history of ACC, which is, what, 65 years now? Yeah. I knew because I was a freshman when it started. <laughs> was that Eddie Cameron had to, I want to say something else, but he had the spine to hire uh, an assistant coach from the rival and uh, he, who had never been a head coach. Uh, Vic Bubis uh, was, uh, you know, under the radar to the great Everett case. And Eddie Cameron had the guts to hire this guy. And I just learned recently that he he had interviewed, like, uh, or went through 32 possibilities wow. for the to succeed Hal Bradley and just went, bam, Vic Bubis. And uh, it was like, what? The two people were not thrilled with that. Uh, you know, who is this guy? Whatever. And and Eddie Cameron, who was the kind of a guy who looked you in the eye, shook your hand, and you had a deal. Anyway, he had the guts to do that, and boy, was he and Duke ever rewarded. In the first year, and he hired me that next uh, few months later, we used to get notes under the door to the basketball office saying, uh, oh, when does your parole officer come? <laughs> <laughs> State in those days, we, we had some things going with the NCAA, but that was a long time ago. But that first year, that first tournament, this man, the great leader, he took a team that had lost twice to Wake Forest and three times to Carolina, and we won the ACC tournament, which was, in fact, the first ACC basketball championship in Duke history. And from then on, baby, it was smooth ride. 
We're talking with Coach Bucky Waters here on the David Glenn Show. For those who don't know Coach as well as we do, when he – what did he use the word? Spine? He's an old Jersey guy. I, I believe – as a younger guy, Coach Waters would have used different terminology to describe the spine that it took to hire Vic Bubis at Duke. For those who don't remember, Coach Bubis, with the help of our guest Bucky Waters, in a seven-year span, those Blue Devils won four ACC titles and went to three Final Fours in a seven-year span. Coach Bucky Waters, himself a former head Duke basketball coach, joining us today on the David Glenn Show. Now, we all know... We can look up Coach Bubis's records. We know he's a member of the College Basketball Hall of Fame. I know he was a vice president at Duke for a while. But you can't. it's harder to look up in the history books, Coach. The, the world that you guys were living in as you built Duke into a dynasty even before Mike Krzyzewski got there, there was no freshman eligibility, right? There's no shot clock. There's no three-point shot. There's no dunking. And there's limited TV exposure, right? How did you and Coach Bubis – I remember Dean Smith saying you guys revolutionized recruiting in the 1960s. How did you do all of that in a world where there was limited TV – and you weren't allowed to dunk, and there was no three-point shots. It's called leadership. Uh, DG, he was an extraordinary man. He, he could have run General Motors. Uh, he did not fit the mold of a basketball coach. No whistle around his neck, uh, chewing tobacco, talking pick and roll. This guy, he, he, he ran an organization. He hired uh, Hubie Brown, Chuck Daly. Uh, he got good people. He motivated them. Uh, he, he just he didn't belong in basketball. He was that extraordinary. I, I, kid, I kid about Krzyzewski, too. We we need guys like that in Washington. They're leaders. And uh, Vic Bubis was, was the ultimate and a, and a class act. We just finished. He turned 91, uh, and we had two great reunions for him. In fact, we were just up there two weeks ago. Uh, Steve Sindak and, and David Long and, and Paul Vick, a couple of our, our great managers, and we took him a photograph of one of the parties that we had for him at 91. And uh, I'm telling you, it made your eyes leak. And he was so sharp. Uh, he remembered everything and everybody. Uh, he, he was a very gifted man, and he just got tired of chasing kids. As you pointed out, he moved into administration at Duke and then on to commissioner of, of the uh, Sunbelt Conference. Everything he touched was a winner, and he did it with class. Bucky Waters is joining us on the David Glenn Show, former Wolfpack player, former Duke assistant coach, former Blue Devils head coach, also was the head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers. You mentioned that he was kind of that renaissance man. What do you remember about his time after coaching at Duke, where at a relatively young age he moved into that vice president's role? And then I know he was the commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference for over a decade. So he must have had a pretty diverse skill set. He did, and there's one one thing that's under the radar there for for like you know you're a rookie man you <laughs> you came you know you're a great archivist for the ACC I give you that but like so many people who have moved into this area and in fact in this era we're talking 50 years ago yeah. when he when he came in, they, they don't they don't know they don't understand. But he moved into the position of assistant uh, vice president for Duke community relations, and there was a man here named Dr. Leroy Walker, who was an extraordinary man at North Carolina Central track coach. Oh, yeah. 
the Olympics, and the two of them, they weren't of the same race, uh, like Durham, like many other places in that era. These two guys brought this city together. Had nothing to do with a track meet, had nothing to do with basketball. They were great leaders, and their, their fingerprints are still all over Durham. Coach, if I'm a relatively young archivist of ACC and state of North Carolina history, you're like a living, breathing archivist of all these things. I mean, you played for Everett Case, for crying out loud. You, you played against Frank McGuire's national championship team at UNC, man. I hope you write a lot of stuff down because you are the living, breathing version of what you just described me to be. Well, one of the writers called me and said, he told me, he said, you're the oldest living uh, guard in ACC history, which is 65 years. When it started, I signed with NC State. But I, I went to Woody Durham's uh, uh, event, his uh, gala over there the other day, yeah. and people were looking at me kind of funny, like, what the heck is he doing? He played at State, coach at Duke? But... But Woody Durham is one of those people from our era, from this great community, that supersedes who you pull for. Yeah. He had a great career. And, in fact, Tommy uh, Tommy Kearns was there, who was my era. Cool. He, he played for McGuire and on the, great, uh, on the great team there, the undefeated team that was our first championship in 57. We were number two in the country at state in 57. In 56, and the number one team was Bill Russell and Casey Jones at San Francisco. But Frank McGuire and Everett Case built this this monster that has become the Atlantic Coast Conference, and, uh, and a lot of people don't remember that. Bucky Waters joining us on the David Glenn Show. As he said, the league is more than 65 years old at this point. Coach Vic Bubis died yesterday again at the age of 91. Keep in mind the context, and I'll ask you, Coach Waters, to elaborate on this. Uh, Everett Case's Wolfpack team, upon the creation of the ACC, won four of the first six ACC titles. So that's part of the neighborhood when Vic Bubis is hired at Duke and Coach Waters is one of his assistants at that point. Meanwhile, Frank McGuire had won a, a national title at Carolina. Dean Smith in the latter 60s really ramped up the North Carolina Tar Heels to the point that they were going to the Final Four, uh, what, three years in a row in the late 1960s. So it's not like Vic Bubis was just kind of coming into an open neighborhood and taking over, Coach, right? In North Carolina, he had Bones McKinney at Wake Forest, Dean Smith at North Carolina, and Everett Case for part of that time at NC State. Uh, what was the rest of that neighborhood like? Because we call it now the center of the college basketball universe. I read, and you might know this number, 27 of the first 30 ACC titles, 27 of 30, were won by North Carolina-based teams, State, Duke, Carolina, or Wake. 90% of the time, one of our schools won the ACC men's basketball title, and you lived right in the middle of all that. Yeah, it was a glorious time, and we've expanded the conference, more teams and all, and, and some of us, the old-timers, would like to see back in the day, but it is what it is, like one and done. We just keep adjusting to whatever it is, and we keep winning. But a key there, every case is given credit for being – when I first came down here, you talk football, uh, ACC – 
the Carolina people want to talk about Choo-Choo Justice. The right. people want to talk about Wallace Wade. But Frank McGuire and, and Everett Case got together. I mean, a New York guy, an Indiana guy, and they worked together. I mean, they really did talk about how they were going to do this, do that. Well, after the next game, we don't shake hands. They'll write about that for a week. They, it was a collusion uh, for those two guys who knew they were in a foreign market, and we're going to make it. We're going to make it work. And of course, winning takes care of that. But they did all the other things to turn everybody's eyes toward college basketball. It's fascinating, Coach. You, of course, played for the Wolfpack before going on to help Vic Bubis build those Duke teams, and then becoming the Duke head coach yourself. And a lot of folks, unless they're of my age or your vintage, they may forget that Vic Bubis is also a former Wolfpack player and a former Wolfpack assisted coach. So we have a lot of crossover here in the triangle. As you're talking about great rivalries and the transition from football to basketball, it sounds like NC State gave a couple of gifts to Duke University in the form of Vic Bubis and Bucky Waters. Well, thank you very much. I'm a, I'm a caddy in that group. But again, I go back to Eddie Cameron. You can't imagine that Duke reaction to hiring an assistant coach from NC State. Yeah. You know, and, uh, well, I had a similar thing. The guy, uh, Red Brown, the, the athletic director at West Virginia, hired me as a 29-year-old assistant from Duke, never having been a head coach. And there was, the, the reason was Vic Bubis and what, what, we, what he did. I was just a messenger, and that, he gave me the opportunity. What do we know, Coach, since you were in touch with Coach Bubis through all of these decades, what do we know about how he viewed what became of Duke basketball? I mean, you and Coach Bubis built the Blue Devils into those three-time Final Four appearances and those four ACC titles in seven years in the uh, early and mid-60s. Uh, Vic Bubis got to see your beautiful creation kind of just continue to you know, spread its wings and, and now become a five-time national champion under Mike Krzyzewski. What do we know about Coach Bubis' view of that? Oh, he's very proud. I, he, he really admires uh, Coach K. The two of them, as I pointed out earlier, are great leaders. If they, if they were not coaching basketball yeah. – Whatever they're doing, they're winning. They're good. They're smart. They they get the most out of people. Uh, they, and it, it, it doesn't have to do with the pick and roll or anything like that. And the fact what what Mike has done here in an environment, and you're you're very aware of this. If you coach or you're visible, like Woody Durham, uh, or or head coaches, where you're visible and 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 Raleigh and Durham and Chapel Hill, you're in an intense environment where not everybody loves you. <laughs> you know, you pass. You pass some people, they turn their head. You pass the next one, you get a smile, and you say, hi, coach. And you know quickly whether they hate you or not. And this has been the product. And, you know, when you move down here from Philly or Camden or wherever, the first social event you go to, they come up to you and they say, who are you for? Right. Who are you for? They have no idea what they've gotten into. But before long, they pick a winner. As we let you go, coach, I imagine you as a younger man, because some of the stories that you've shared with us off on and off the air, I know exactly how you stayed youthful as a young man. You ran in a really cool crowd. I know all the pretty girls wanted to meet you. You, you of course, in more recent years have chased your own wife around to keep fit. Now that you're in your early 80s, man, how are you doing it? How, how are you staying so youthfully exuberant? Because uh, we're energized every time we talk to you about anything. 
Oh my, thank you, Dave. Well, we've been I've been married to this to this beautiful lady, Donnie, for sixty two years. Wow. I, I stalked this chick for six years. <laughs> one time somebody said, Well, you're a pretty good coach, but uh, I'm not sure how good a recruiter you were. I say, Donnie, come over here. <laughs> right now we are consumed. Just last week, David, we have seven great grandchildren. Wow. And they've been two of them were in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia, no one in uh, in uh, Canada, and we finally got all seven together for our first vo- uh, photo op. Wow! And, and that keeps you going. We're we're blessed. Uh, Vic Bubis had his hands on me, and Jack McCluskey was a high school. Co- I had so many people along the way. Uh, just the good Lord kept opening doors, and so we're here in our 80s, loving this area, and perhaps some of your biggest fans. Here, even though we know you came from Philly, but I'm across, yeah. <laughs> I'm across the bridge. Yeah. Well, we're we're consider each other from the same place, the same neighborhood, if you will, even if it was on opposite sides of the river. So we can accurately say that Dottie was your greatest recruiting signee, not like bringing Art Heyman to Duke to help Vic Bubis build a dynasty. No, Vic. Vic did that. He put a yarmulke on. You know that story. He was going to Carolina, and he and, and Art's stepfather got in an argument with Frank McGuire. Oh, I know that story. I didn't know about the yarmulke, though. Oh, well, that's a little little window dressing. <laughs> but Vic ran right up there, and the next thing you know, he turns to me, and I'm the freshman coach at 23. I got Art Heyman, who's going to be the college player of the year in four years. Then Vic says to me, typical leadership style, you're a tough guy from Camden. He's a tough guy from New York. You guys are going to get along great. Right. The toughest thing I had to do that year was make him wear a beanie. College kids had to wear a beanie back in those uh-huh. days. And New York tough guys, no like beanies. I love it. I love all your stories. Coach Bucky Waters helping us remember the late, great Vic Bubis who passed away yesterday at the age of 91. Say hello to Dottie for us, Coach. It's always great to hear your voice. Thanks, David. Thank you for having me. You got it. Bucky Waters, former Wolfpack player, former Duke head coach, former Duke assistant coach under Vic Bubis. He did a lot of the heavy lifting with Coach Bubis, building that four-time ACC champion and three-time Final Four uh, Final Four finalist, if you will, 1960, 1963, 1964, and 1966 were the four ACC titles under Coach Bubis at Duke. And that number I gave earlier, this is for you youngsters now. Imagine the birth of a new league. Now, back then, four of the eight, four of the eight ACC members were from North Carolina, right? Duke, State, Carolina, and Wake. So it's still four, but now it's four out of 15 come basketball season instead of four out of eight. Even four out of eight winning 27 of the first 30 ACC titles? Come on now. It was Everett Case and others after him, right, through Jim Valvano, winning ACC titles at NC State for the Wolfpack. It was Frank McGuire in the 50s, but then Dean Smith, 60s forward, winning for Carolina. It was Bones McKinney way back when at Wake Forest, a couple of ACC titles in the early 1960s. And then Vic Bubis, pre-Coach K, was the guy who really ramped up the Blue Devils as an ACC champion. 30 seasons, 27 titles won by the teams in North Carolina. That, that's crazy. Like the 1960s, Vic Bubis's rise to prominence at Duke. In the 1960s, all 10 ACC titles were won by the four in-state schools. Like people outside North Carolina say, oh, man, it's so North Carolina-centric, right? 
Well, if they're winning the title every year, what do you expect people to talk or write about? Ten years, there's ten titles up for grabs. You can win it if you're Clemson, right? In later years, Georgia Tech is a There's no rule preventing Virginia from winning the ACC title back then. Ten years in the 1960s. Anybody can win one. Rules apply the same to everybody, right? Ten years, ten titles for the in-state schools. It was Duke four times under Coach Bubis, Carolina three times, Wake twice, and NC State once. That's just the 60s. Ten out of ten won by the in-state programs. Patriarchs of the ACC. And our guest, Bucky Waters, has connections to all of them. Everett Case of the Wolfpack, Coach Waters played for him. Vic Bubis of the Blue Devils, Coach Waters helped him build the dynasty in Durham. Frank McGuire of the Tar Heels, Coach Waters played against that Tar Heel National Championship team wearing the Wolfpack's uniform. Bones McKinney of Wake, I got to keep all my years straight here, but by the time Bones McKinney was winning, ACC titles at Wake Forest, Coach Waters was already helping Vic Bubis build the Duke dynasty that uh, went to the ACC titles a little bit later in the 60s, at least those three out of four years, a little bit after the two for the Demon Deacons. Unbelievable person beyond his accomplishments, but I appreciate Bucky Waters. Coached against Dean Smith, called his games as a broadcaster, right? He's like everywhere. He's, He's the Forrest Gump of the Atlantic Coast Conference, Bucky Waters, isn't he? There, That's there a great, is, great is, way to put it. There, or what is it? Seven degrees of separation for Kevin Bacon in in American movies, right? <laughs> we can play it with Bucky. We can play it with Bucky Waters. <laughs> he knows all the commissioners. He knows all of today's coaches and players. He knew all of yesterday's coaches and players. He's represented state in their uniform, Duke as their head coach and as their assistant coach with splendor and distinction and his charm and good looks throughout, right? His family has been a big part of the ACC culture. An amazing guy, seriously. We're lucky to call him a friend of the David Glenn Show, and we appreciate him dropping by. As he said, bittersweet. I mean, you can only be so sad. Condolences to the Bubis family, of course. But at 91 years old, Coach Bubis, Mr. Bubis, as I called him when I was lucky enough to interview him in person as a young guy, I mean, you got to call him Mister, right? He's he's royalty. He's net Final Four guy, ACC title four times over. Mister Bubis, call me Vic. Okay, Mister Bubis, I'll call you. I'll call you that. Ninety-one years of life, right? That's something to celebrate. 